Welcome to the Rec Center. He's Jack Ferris. I'm Lindsay Joy. We are here to talk about kind of a busy week for TV. I feel like we've got some stuff premiering. We're getting some new fall shows, exciting times uh, in the TV and movie world. Let's start, though, with a movie we discussed briefly last week, and that is Holiday. I think it's called The Holiday because of the movie The Holiday. It's it's Holiday. I told you to watch it, sort of not exactly a hot recommendation. Did you take my recommendation and watch the movie? So you put that uh, Instagram story thing out, right? And mm-hmm. I got a couple of people. On, so first of all, you didn't even recommend it. You said... You said watch it if you like it. I recommend it if if you if you don't like it, I don't recommend it. I had three or four people say that the holiday sucks, or excuse me, holiday, no indefinite article, say that holiday sucks. But I'm a good soldier. I started, I put it on, it was like a Wednesday or Thursday night or something. It, it must have been Wednesday night because it was a slow sports night. And I got about four minutes in and I punted. I couldn't do it. I could tell the vibe. And I uh, let me tell you something. I can't stand Julia Roberts' niece. No, I love yeah, her. I, no, can't do it. Cannot do it. I, have you seen the Scream movie she's in? Well, Scream Queen's the the Ryan Murphy show, or is no, there a Scream? Scream? Scream 5. She's like the Nev Campbell person. She's like the no, main. I haven't. And it's bad by, by Scream sequel standards. I can't do it. She's in that uh, that Gary Marshall Valentine's Day movie, the uh, with the ensemble cast, like the all star ensemble cast, and she is by far and away the worst part of that movie. And that's thought, and that's not a good movie. You thought Taylor Swift was better than Emma Roberts? Well, Taylor Swift was gimmicky. Taylor Swift was like, I'm a cameo. I'm in two scenes. Emma Roberts was supposed to like be one of the anchor storylines of the whole movie, and she was bad. Well, when that if movie her name came is, out, if her name is not Roberts, she is not a movie star. So exactly, when the movie came out, it was Gary Marshall directing not Julia Roberts in a rom com, but Julia Roberts' niece. Like that was this is we we were in high school, I think. No, maybe college, but that was one of the big selling points of the movie was like the up and coming rom com star is her niece. Yeah, and she looks like her. She's got the pretty smile, which ironically enough was supposed to be like the American version of the holiday. Not the holiday. I thought oh, I was going to make. I was. I thought I was making a connection. Then I realized I got halfway through it. And I'm not making a connection because it's we the tried. American version yeah. of Love Actually. But you're right. The holiday is a different American British crossover. Excuse me. Finish your thought. Just, I just want to say shout out to the movie New Year's Eve. Another one of those in that genre that also wasn't very good. But don't, don't forget actually, Mother. Don't forget Mother's Day. Oh no, I didn't see that one. It's <laughs> pretty bad. Oh, we're we're off course. Uh, I love Emma Roberts in Scream Queens, which was a Ryan Murphy show on, I believe, on Fox, like a like a network television show. And I thought she was great in it. Ariana Grande was also in that show. It was pretty cult classic fan favorites, you know, small but passionate group of people who actually watched that show. I think it lasted two seasons, but I like her. I the the movie holiday that doesn't make the movie good, but I can't believe you punted after four. It was so bad in the first four minutes that you said no. I couldn't do it. There was one positive recommendation. Our mutual friend uh, Kate Rooney actually. She was like, "There's one part in it that you'll love," but outside of that, I could see why you wouldn't like it. Did she tell you the one part? No, she didn't tell me the one part because she was under the impression that I was going to watch it, and I'm I I'm at this point I'm probably not going to watch holiday. Ask Kate next time and get back to me on what the one part was. All right. So 
my only other thing on the on holiday that I forgot to mention was they spend an inordinate amount of time in malls. And I just that that part for me was one of the most confusing parts of the movie. Even pre-COVID, who goes malls are dead, right? Am I wrong? I know malls were like gonna there I know there's certain cities that are trying to push the mall comeback. I think South Beach is one of those. Miami in general is one of those. Obviously, Minneapolis is the Mall of America. I get if you're, maybe it makes sense if there's snow on the ground outside, but I can't remember the last time I went to the mall to with like, with aimless ambitions, with with nothing to do. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, in high school, and that's what they do in this movie, as if they're sixteen and just bopping around the candy shop in the mall, and they run so into their exes. They're all at the mall all the and time. They're like our age. They're like late twenties, early thirties. I don't know I, if that was ever established, but yes, I like or, saying or late, were, late twenties. I like saying our age. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love being in my late twenties. It's so Sorry awesome. That. All right, bye. Holiday, watch it or don't. I don't know. Tell, tell me what the one thing that Kate thought you would like is. But let's move on to what is considered prestige tv that oh, i'm yeah. sort of i'm i'm sort of i mean i'm gonna watch the final two episodes i think there's six episodes of the undoing on hbo total and we're at four i am annoyed with this show uh what are your thoughts four episodes in i want someone to break down like looking where nicole kidman is walking in and around manhattan and because we have an, a rough idea as to where she lives on the Upper East Side, right? So someone could probably, some aggregator could go back and track as she's walking through Central Park and she's walking to her job, how many steps she takes a day because by God, that woman has to be in shape. And I, you know she's not walking around in comfortable shoes. But pay attention, an eighth of that show is Nicole Kidman walking around in unbelievable coats. <laughs> unbelievable coats. Coats that are like triple my net worth. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what I want from Nicole Kidman, to be honest. I want just to watch her walk around in beautiful coats. I had the same shoe thought, which is when she's walking home or taking a walk after the banquet in the first or second episode, I guess it's the first episode, those, she is not in comfortable shoes. And she's like, yeah, I was just out for a casual stroll, getting my steps in on my Fitbit. You're in probably like $3,000 heels. That is not, those are not shoes you would take a stroll in under any circumstances. It's also winter, right? It's established that we're in winter because one of the opening, an, another walk scene when the kid and Hugh Grant are walking at Central Park, there's snow all over the place. So that can't be a comfortable walking temperature, what she's doing when she's walking in the middle of the night. Um, I will say this though about Nicole Kidman. She is unbelievable. Her hair is striking. She is like the sun on the screen. It's it's unbelievable. She's how old? 50? I also can't believe because she is a behemoth of a woman. And I mean that in a good way. She's very maybe behemoth isn't like a compliment when you're talking about she's women. Tall. She's she's quite tall. And I can't imagine her ever with Tom Cruise. No. It's just beyond awkward. But um she she is she is stunning in every scene she's in. I had two thoughts related to that, which is one, her skin blows my mind. Two for me, it's the hair. I or her yeah, hair pops. Yeah, guy, it's a guys and girls thing. Girls focus more on on the skin. But the other thing is she totally has a type because Keith Urban is also like Tom Cruise size. Maybe he's a little bit bigger, but he's short too. And I don't know, girls got a type, but good for her. Uh Hugh Grant, I don't think is tall either. 
Not that they're actually married, just That'd in the, movie, awesome. or That'd be in cool. the uh, TV show. So, hey, but but oh, oh, so you're out on it? Is I'm are, not out because I'm going to finish it. But what I'm frustrated with is they are going to such great lengths to confuse you about who did it, which is the entire point of yeah. having a show like this. I get that, but I just find it so frustrating that they're making everyone look i i hear here's the thing i'm gonna be book guy and book guy is the worst i read the book no one wants to hear about it so it's he read david e kelly read the first 50 to 75 pages of the book and then threw it away he didn't finish this book he didn't read so he's just going off like what he would do with this story but every single person in the show is bad like i'm not rooting for anyone and in the book you were rooting for nicole kidman because her life was unraveling before her eyes and she definitely didn't do it even though maybe the cops were like hey were you involved in this but you knew she had no involvement why aren't you rooting for nicole kidman in the series because they're making it seem like maybe she did it and also like taking hugh grant back hugh grant does not come back in the book he goes off into the oblivion and never never returns that watching her do the dance of like i don't know maybe he was just sleeping with someone else fathered a child but is that really that bad maybe i should get back with him like no 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 no. i think they make very clear that she doesn't have an intention of getting back with him but i think like on a human level she thinks that there's a chance that he really didn't do it and she wants to do everything in her power to give him a fair shake at it i really i think she said a couple which i mean take it with a grain of salt but i think they make a point of her saying a couple of times that she's not going to take him back. Like the, the marriage is over, but she's still the father of her child. Yes. And that's the other thing too. The kids, the kids more annoying in the show than the book, but whatever. Um, do you want to call your shot and tell me who you think the killer is? This I really, be- I really don't. I really don't. I'll, Why? I'll send it to you because I really think I nailed it and I don't want to ruin it for people. But it, fine. Okay. Okay. So okay fine. 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 I, so I, I will just, say past- real quick, real quick. So real quick before you say anything, does it ruin it for people if it's just us guessing? Because we, yeah, well, we both don't know. That's the thing. Nobody knows because, like you said, they threw the book away, so no one really knows. So is it ruining it to guess who the killer is? Because we could be completely wrong. And one thing that I know about these shows, as you mentioned, we're four episodes in. We have one hundred percent met the killer. The killer is a character in the show. They're not going to introduce the killer in the penultimate episode. So it could be, it can only be one of like five people, right? Yeah. So do you not want to call your shot? You don't want to say? You want to text it to me? I feel like this is a cliffhanger. Can I say who I think did it? But then yeah. I, I, okay. I don't think this ruins it for people. I could be completely wrong. I'm guessing based on one conversation from this last episode. So I guess it's kind of a spoiler if you haven't watched through episode four, but it's also not really because I don't know what I'm talking about. It's not the same killer in the book. Um, I think it was Nicole Kidman's dad who either hired someone, who either hired someone or who did it himself. I don't know. I can't really see him super rich guy going in and committing the crime, but I think he was the person who orchestrated it. Donald Donald Sutherland. No, that's not what I think. Okay. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. I think the kid did it. No. I I have heard that theory. I don't think... I think the kid did it. I don't think the kid wandered out at 10 p.m. on a Manhattan Saturday 
He's like 10 years the, old. He I mean, the, the kid right? also walks around Manhattan like nobody's business. The kid the kid understands the streets of Manhattan better than, than your normal super upper class kid. So I think he's capable of of tracking down a his hot dad's mistress and being because obviously there's there's little more that matters to this kid than family they've made that abundantly clear he really values family and she's an she was an existential threat to the family she gets her brains bashed in and uh he's just so concerned with the media coverage of it all He's so fascinated with not just whether or not his dad did it. When the cops come over in episode two, he's like, "Were they hear about? Were they hear about the murder? Like, what do they want? Like, what kind of like what do they know?" Kind of thing. And then um, when this past step was it this past episode or two episodes ago where he saw he visited prison. The kid two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, he's like, um, "Maybe you didn't kill her, but you were fucking her, weren't you?" It's like, whoa, okay, yikes. It's like, and, it's, and then he like really got upset over the whole, his, sorry, sorry for the F-bomb, sorry. I was quoting the show, that doesn't count. But yeah, I think he, he was so, dis- and that's when he started crying, when, he, when his dad confirmed that he was having an, an extramarital affair. I that's two, two weeks, two F-bombs in a row from you. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? I just, I, I don't, the only thing is I agree with you that the kid is a very large part of the show for what a kid would normally be in a show. Like he has a much larger role than a kid would. I just, I still think that Donald Sutherland in the last episode was talking to you, Grant, and he was basically like, you can't believe what I would do to protect someone. Again, I but again, I think that's, I think that's too obvious. I think that is, I think everyone's guessing him. Um, I think we've ruled out her actual husband, right? The, the mistress's I husband. I guess. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if Hugh Grant actually know. did it, if Hugh Grant actually did it, good for them. Like they, they got, they threw like a 65 mile an hour change up right by us. We had our <laughs> eyes locked on it and we just whiffed it. But I don't think, I, I'll also, I'll offer up this as a dark horse. Her friend, the gossipy lawyer. Sylvia? Because again, 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 one thing I know about these miniseries, uh, the whodunits, we've already met the killer. We know who the killer is. We're not going to be surprised. It's not going to be some random character introduced to the next episode. So yeah. make your guesses now because we've met them. We know who the, we, we we're familiar with the killer. I think it's daddy Kidman. All right. We're going to talk about industry next week, which his was name is another- Donald. Su- Donald Sutherland, by the way, is one of the most celebrated actors of her lifetime. He's not I- Nicole Kidman's dad. What's He's the heist cute. movie with Mark Wahlberg? Um, the Italian Job. The Italian Job. I He's love him in that. Kiefer Sutherland's dad. Ever heard of him? He, yeah, I should. Daddy Kiefer. I actually didn't know that. Um, I have so. Speaking of Julia Roberts, by the way, if you don't know this, Google it, kids. Julia Roberts was set to marry Kiefer Sutherland, broke up like the week before or even the day before the wedding and ran off with Kiefer's best friend. Is that the camera guy that she married in the 90s? No, he was another star, I want to say. He was another – anyway, it's, it's, it's a heartbreaking deal. But I bet <laughs> – so I bet Kiefer isn't a big fan of Emma Roberts or Donald, I should say. Well, the 90s were a simpler time uh, in terms of pop culture. I have no other thoughts on The Undoing. 
or Donald Sutherland is a hard name for me to say because uh, I don't know. I just mess it up. So that's why I call him daddy Kidman. I didn't, it, the, it is getting a little gone girly, isn't it? When he goes on the TV interview and starts to like shape the narrative a little bit. I don't think that actually, if you're on trial in an active murder trial, I don't know how many exclusive interviews you're giving to Dateline. Some people do Dateline interviews during, like, prior to their trial. A lot of them do, obviously, the jailhouse when they. It, but have I think the lo- the lawyer who makes it very clear that she's not funny. <laughs> I, how could she sign off on that? And him going over to the house of the woman who he's on trial on trial for killing and trying to like make good with the husband is is wildly unrealistic. That actually made me mad. I yeah. was actually mad. Um, that's what I'm saying. I think the show just makes me more mad than it should. And I enjoy it less because of that. But also, yeah, I'm going to watch it. Let's be honest. I'm going to watch the final two episodes. Who am I kidding? Um, Industry was another show that premiered on HBO. We're going to talk about that next week. Uh, episode one came out on Monday. So a week ago. Um, girls director directed it or girls founder i should say yes and i actually wanted to ask you i have watched the premiere jack has not there is a full frontal male hot second or two and i had for i knew lena dunham directed it i forgot for a moment and then i saw that and i was like oh yeah lena dunham (laughs) we're back yeah uh, i'm not huge on lena dunham and that's not like a i'm not anti-feminist by any stretch of the imagination i just don't like her the um the tide shifted ironically i think when she started hanging out with taylor swift in rhode island the tide shifted on her as it did with taylor swift uh there's also a lot of fair points made about how her show about new york lacked any diversity whatsoever and i think that is a completely fair criticism yeah they're all white Um, chicks they're all white like upper middle class chicks exactly like they're struggling but they're they're not really struggling so they're getting by she took that criticism to heart and this show is a little more diverse. Um, the lead female character is great. The actual show um, I'm holding out to see if I really like it or not. It's basically just really fratty billions and it's based in London instead of the U S I know she directed the episode, but I don't think she's like show running this episode, this, no. this show. She, uh, yeah, she doesn't have that much to do with it. Like she wasn't casting it. No, maybe she had a, or hand in it maybe she's like a has a producer credit on it but she's not like the brains behind it so it's not going to be a girls london edition it's not um it, there are vibes there are certain things that like again the the full frontal hangover scene you'll understand when you watch it but the, there are certain things where you're like oh this feels like lena dunham but it doesn't and i actually don't know if she's directed i'm sure she directed some episodes of girls but i don't know how much directing she has done so yeah, it was good. Um, it's worth watching. So I guess that's a recommendation. It's a half rec for me, but it's, I'm interested to see where it goes because like I said, it's, it's very financial jargon, monologue, billions type stuff, but it's kids that are 22 to 24. So it's just a different vibe. Um, and I wish Damien Lewis was in it because I love him so much. That is acts from billions. If you don't know. All right. Um, I'm going to let you go. What? He's not acts from billions. He's, he's, Brody Cap- from Homeland? Nope. Even before that, he's Captain Winters from Band of Brothers. I did not. I have not seen Band of Brothers. I don't think that would shock you. Shout um, out my bros. My bros, if any dudes listen to this podcast. Um, we moving on? 
Yeah, give me give me your first rec. My my uh my half rec other is just to watch everything that Damian Lewis is in, and also go look up his British accent because he does a a pretty good American accent. Um, I'm gonna let you go first. What's your first rec of the week? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the most obvious one, uh, and that's don't walk, run to the crown immediately. Crown season four is out. It dropped yesterday. A rare Sunday drop, but for any streaming service. It the let me tell you something about the crown. On its surface level, I could tell how guys would be turned off by it because it's just the story of Queen Elizabeth, the monarch, the the human being who she was as a teenager growing up in World War II. Boom, her dad dies out of nowhere. 1952, she's a little more than a teenage girl and becomes queen. And it's her personal life. And I could get how guys would be turned off by that. There is just enough snacks for the dudes to stay involved and stay into it. For example, the season four premiere, there is an IRA attack on the family. And what's great about The Crown is you're you're watching these episodes and it'll end and you find yourself on Wikipedia going like, oh my God, did that actually happen? And it did. It, it's it's also what I love about the crown is it's almost like a procedural. It's almost old school television. Do you watch the crown, by the way? I watched the first season. I might have seen some of the second season. And I actually have a question for you. Can I jump in on season four? Because I, I know Diana's coming into it and I'm interested in that. Can I jump in season four without watching season three? Excellent question. I'm getting right to that. So every episode of the crown has a beginning, middle, end, which is not normal for prestige television today. And so the way that they craft the storylines, given that their that their source material is like real life, the way they make it so episodic is so brilliant. So there's like there's a little cliffhangers at the end of every episode. But you could turn it off and go to bed and feel satisfied that you you watched a, a good amount of TV. Can you pick it up and watch it? You can. Because all these people are real people. Like, it's going to take you two seconds to look up who they are and understand who they are. But they're, the show does such a good job of developing all these people because they're kind of assholes. But one thing about, like, Prince Charles, for example, you can tell Olivia Coleman is the queen right now. And she's taking a little bit of a backseat to Prince Charles and the actress that plays, or I should say Lady Diana. And both of them are kind of sympathetic figure or characters. Like, obviously Lady Di, everybody loves. But Prince Charles, who history, I think, looks at as kind of an asshole, which, don't get me wrong, he is kind of an asshole. But you understand how he got to his level of, of assholedom. And it's because he, like, he doesn't have a... It, watch the crown it's fabulous it's it's and i've never met a guy who got into it and punted if that Fair. makes sense this i know they switched casts at some point i believe one in every two, two years every two yeah, one, every two seasons yeah so one and two were the same cast is the cast from four the same as three then yes okay yes olivia coleman is the queen in three and four. Oh, i also love olivia coleman these are all my favorite british people damian lewis olivia coleman and uh, Bonham Carter, Tim Burton's ex-wife. Helena Bonham Carter? Yep. She is uh, Queen Margaret 
or uh, Princess Margaret, the the fun crazy sister. I know you don't you're not a Game of Thrones lady, but Charles Dance, who is Tywin Lannister, is in it playing a very Tywin Lannister role. It's a, there's actually a lot of Game of Thrones people. Oh, and Margaret Thatcher's in this season, played by uh, Agent Scully from X Files. Oh, remember her? What's her name? I should have, um, I should have had that ready. Yeah, Google that one. <laughs> All right. Do you have any other thoughts on the crown? I will probably jump in on four, and if I regret jumping in on four, I'll go back. I'm not in an emotional place to watch the rest of two and three and four, but I'm I'm willing to watch just four. Like like I said, every episode of that that you watch on the crown, you're going to spend a educational and fun four or five minutes deep diving whatever happened on Wikipedia because you're going to be shocked that the drama that unfolds on your TV is actually real and it did happen. I do enjoy that. All right. So my rec, I actually felt at first like it didn't get a lot of publicity. And then on my Apple TV, no, Amazon Fire Stick homepage all week, it was the top banner. So it's called A Teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's on Hulu. It's yeah. FX on Hulu. Yeah. They dropped three episodes on Tuesday. And then now episodes come out weekly. I believe there are 10 episodes. I recommend this show with a disclaimer. And ironically, the show itself has title cards on the beginning and end of every episode. That's like, if you know, if you're having problems with like predatory grooming, these are resources you can reach out to, but it is so complicated because the show doesn't glorify their relationship, but it is, it, the show is called a teacher and it's about a teacher having a relationship with a student and going into it, you know, the entire plot, right? Like anyone who hears that that's the premise of the show, a teacher, student, there's a relationship things go poorly, she gets in trouble. Like that's what's going to happen. I haven't I haven't seen the show, but that's what's going to happen, right? Yep. It's not it's not going to be a happy happily ever after kind of situation. No, I'm pretty sure she's going to jail. I mean, I don't know, but predatory then, grooming sounds like the name of like a Blink-182 album, by the way. Right. Well, that's so that's the thing is like it is a serious subject matter issue but then you're watching it's kate mara who is zoe barnes zoe barnes from um house of cards and um a young like kind of up-and-coming actor he's in a lot of movies that are like ya young adult type movies um he's he's in the um the the important movie where he's he comes out as gay in high school love victor or love it's no. Love Victor is the spinoff. Um, Love Simon. Love Simon, yeah. He's the star of Love Simon, yes. Yeah. And oh, by the way, he's like 24 years old. Yeah. Which, which, <laughs> which weirdly, and this is just a me thing, it doesn't make any sense, but it makes me feel better about liking them together than he's really 24 in real life. It that's not that doesn't make it like okay, but they are great together. Like the, just the chemistry and like watching the two of them are great. Not like great. Like I want them to date in real life, but like they're just, they're both such good actors in the show. And just, I just enjoy like watching the two of them hang out. I think they did a good job with that part of it. But again, it's a little complicated because like, should we even have this show? 
I don't know. There's probably groups that are like, you're glorifying something that is terrible. Oh, so right, right, right now we're in the glorifying, like there hasn't been any backlash to them having a predatory relationship. No, because it's so early. So it's really watching the development. Honeymoon phase of the predatory relationship. (laughs) So awful to say, but it's true. So they did three episodes now, and then there's seven more. The the annoying thing seven? is- Seven? There's 10? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so here's the thing. They're like 20 minutes. Oh, okay. So, so the first three episodes total were like an hour, hour and 10 minutes. I thought it was going to be and they're having, And they're having sex by episode No. Okay. Uh, I, don't, well, I, don't, I don't want to spoil that, but um, but it is, it's, things are heating up. And this, again, that's not really a spoiler because you know, like, obviously something's going to happen. What is because I saw this and I was intrigued, but again, I saw that it was a mini series and there's only three out, and I was like, I can wait until I can knock out like at least half of it. I recommend doing that. Um, watching 20 minutes of this show every week is gonna drive me crazy because I'm gonna be like, just give me the whole thing. I don't, I, I'm gonna come back to you, Hulu. Like, I will come back to you. Just Netflix give me does the whole thing. Well, Netflix drops it off, drops everything at once, right? So Netflix, that's like their model. And Hulu does this thing with some shows where they do the first few at a time and then they do it week to week. And yes, it keeps people coming back and it follows the more traditional TV model, which Hulu has always done. But Handmaid's Tale, shout out Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, the week. Do they do a couple at first though or just week to week? I think they do. I think they do two at first. So... It's to keep people coming back to the service, right? But like, I'm going to come back to you anyway. Just keep giving me new shows. That's how this works. So that's frustrating. Uh, I disagree with you there. I think it. I think there is something to be said for the traditional model. And that's what I love so much about Game of Thrones is the people who are watching it in real time as they were airing. Like there was so much fun fodder around the office water cooler week to week. And so there were, there were the people that were really into it. And then there were the people that really hated it and hated on all things Game of Thrones. Like that, you also had that fodder going on for yourselves. And so you, that, the memes were over your head back in the early meme days. That's why I'm recommending this. Cause I want someone to talk about this show with me, but I don't know if anyone else has watched it. And I do have the week to week situation happening right now, because I think I think the final episode's not until doing the math, like December. So if you want to wait and binge the whole thing at once, I bet the whole thing's going to be like four hours. Maybe you should go on jogs by the local high school and see if there's any kids (laughs) there who are watching it. And you could, you know, maybe just have a little watch party week in and week out. I don't operate in the way that Kate Mara does. um, But it is like, I don't know. Like I said, it's just, it's an interesting show. You're going to feel weird. Like you're going to feel a little weird watching it and you're, Gonna be confused about if you should like it. What do we we get? Kate Mara nudity? No, so it's FX on Hulu. Can you be Uh, naked on FX? I don't think I thought it was just strictly Hulu, which even Hulu, I think they're pretty PG 13 on things. Yeah, does the boys have nudity? Oh, no, that's Amazon. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Boys, the boys has bad stuff on it. Yeah, the boys is definitely pushes the actually i can't think of any nudity but the violence is so over the top that there's no way it's and the language is explicit yeah yeah um all right so a couple last thoughts on a teacher it's based on a movie that was released in 2013 it's the same like producer director everything the movie made eight thousand dollars in the box office so it like wasn't really widely released 
And then this producer director just decided to revisit it seven years later. Um, so it's, it's, it's based on not one story, but all the stories kind of wrapped in one. There's not, they're not real characters. You know not, what I mean? Yeah. Like not like Mary, it's not Mary it, Kayla Turno's real life. Right. It's not a no. life, a, a lifetime movie, if you will. It is, it is very much not a true story, but obviously could happen in real, in real life or has happened in real life, I should say. Um, but I was at the soundtrack. They kept all the songs from 2013. So you'll hear like a Frank Ocean song and be like, oh, old school song, 2013. Like it's that part of it is enjoyable. And then my other um, thought watching the show is I am so glad we did not have Instagram in high school. We are blessed to not have had to live honestly through college either. It wasn't invented till we're dating ourselves, but after, uh, after college for us. So that is a part of the show that just makes me cringe probably more than the really bad stuff. Um, I probably should be more appalled by the relationship, but really I'm just appalled watching teenagers use Instagram. It makes me feel sad. So it is a great thing. Yeah. We're lucky. Um, watch a teacher. You're going to feel weird. I actually going back to that. I think a lot of people, I almost said kids, a lot of people, our generation cry foul because we graduated college in the midst of the great recession. Um, and then here we are, you know, pushing our careers and COVID. And so we got to deal with this, but I will say growing up being a tween in the early days, early stages of AIM was so awesome. Going to high school in the early stages of texting was so awesome. So we, we owe the universe a little bit. We hit peak technology and I'm always fascinated by people our age because we, well, maybe, I don't know. Is that narcissistic? I don't know. But we didn't have phones till like eighth grade ish, right? They weren't really invented. We had the cool. Right when the hormones started, started. Yeah. We had Nokia phones. So you could play snake to entertain yourself when you needed to, but you didn't have like all these crazy apps, all the social media. And then we, we had Facebook in college. We had like the last year of when you had to be a college kid to have Facebook. We didn't have we had our, we had our freshman year with no parents, no other people on Facebook. You literally had to be in college. So like that was that, fun. The, the moment I got my Gonzaga.edu email, I made a Facebook page. It was very exciting. I waited till the end of the summer. Cause I was a cool kid back then. And I was like, Ugh, whatever, I'll get it like before I go to school. But I obviously made one before I went to college and we you had were, like the glory days. You were just riding high on MySpace. What was your MySpace song? Um, you know what? I wish that I didn't delete my MySpace because there is a way to like remove that from the internet. And I did. And I wish I didn't, um, probably like Gavin Gavin McGraw or like a dashboard confessional. I, I don't know. I, I changed it. Like you could change them, right? I've never had a MySpace. Oh, really? Top that for being cool. Yeah. Oh, see, I, at some point during college, I was like, I should delete this from the internet. And I wish that I didn't because I'm sure it was not that incriminating. And I would love to be able to go back to my, my space now and look at it. I'm sure there are people who didn't take the action of deleting it. And if you didn't, and yours still exists on the internet, will you please tell me? Because I'm jealous. All right. We're a little behind schedule here, aren't we? I know. I'm sorry. This is going to be a longer one. Sorry. I go, I go, I go. I have an issue with, uh with HBO before I get to my next 
recommendation because my next recommendation is HBO. And I feel bad because I do want to shake my fist a little bit at the home box office. You know what doesn't live in perpetuity that should live in perpetuity on HBO? What? A little 2016 March to Madness, the story of the Gonzaga Bulldogs. I did know that actually. None of those, none of those twenty-four-seven leave Schreiber deals live on forever. You can watch like a nineteen ninety-five episode of Real Sex, but if you want to watch, and who wouldn't want to? Right, right. If you want to pop on a nineteen ninety-seven Taxi Cab Confessionals, you can. But if you want to watch Domas Sabonis dominate BYU, you're out of luck. So I don't know what that is because I guess sports date is dated so quickly, or maybe they they only have the rights for so long. That's I wonder what it is. I wondered that actually, if it has to do with when the teams sign off that there are, cause like, yeah, rights holders with TV deals and other things like that rights to the games. I wonder if that's why that must be it because why wouldn't they just pop that on there? It's not like there's not a lack of space. So figure that out HBO. Because maybe sometimes, you know, I want to watch Eric McClellan cry at an awards banquet. I always want to watch Eric McClellan cry. That Okay. Happy uh-huh. tears. Happy tears. Moving on. Uh, this, is a, this is a show that a lot of people were turned off by because they were maybe intimidated. It's not the right word, but they were like, I don't have, I feel like you need to know stuff about comic books going into it, which is kind of true, but not really. And it's Watchmen. It was my favorite show of 2019. And I will say this. Fire up Wikipedia. Read about Watchmen. Familiarize yourself with all the main characters and just know the premise of how the comic book ends. This picks up 30 years after the comic books end in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places. And the whole time you're thinking, why are we in Tulsa? Tulsa, Oklahoma. Trust me, it makes sense. It is so good. And I feel like it did not get the pub that it deserved. The first three episodes kind of grind a little bit. But once you hit episode four, five, six, seven, eight, it is excellent. And they get into like non-linear storytelling, time travel a little bit, which I know can turn some people off, but they do it in such a way that makes perfect sense. Uh, if you like Lost and The Leftovers, it's Damon Lind- Lindelof. You, the, if you like those two things, watching Watchmen is not an option for you. You have to do it. So I like Damon Lindelof, but I didn't watch The Leftovers because the first season had such, like the reviews were like, it's so heavy, but if you're in the mood for something really heavy and torturous, you should watch it. Torturous, and I yeah. just, yeah. I never got into that mood. I don't often get into the mood of like, I want to be more tortured by fake life than real life. I don't often live in that space. So that's why I never did The Leftovers. And Watchmen was was all of the reasons you just said, I, comic books, graphic novels, whatever, and time travel, all that turned me off to it. But I know why it's in Tulsa. And I know that this summer when yeah, very current events were happening, that a lot of people were talking about it and saying, you have to watch Watchmen. It was ahead of its time in a way. And also didn't it win a ton of Emmys this year? Am I wrong? And it did. It was, it was uh, highly acclaimed. But I feel like regular people didn't watch it. 
you know, like I only had like three or four friends that actually watched it. And those who watched it, like loved it, loved it. And yeah, I would say it helps to know a little, like, honestly, if you watch the Zack Snyder Watchmen or because that's, that was back in like 20, 2008, 2009, all you need to do is watch that. And you have, because the show picks up 30 years after that. So the show, the Watchmen, the movie and the comic book is in the, the 80s. And this just picks up modern day in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in a world where superheroes existed. And New York City, Manhattan blew up in like 1989. I'm one of the normal people who didn't, regular people who didn't watch this, but I will watch it. And I, I should have at this point. It's one of those things where I have certain like the Comey rule and all these other things where I'm like, I totally will. And then I just don't. So I will, I will watch this. Um, and I, it is very critically acclaimed. I've heard a lot about it and I should get on that. Any other Watchmen thoughts before I go in? No. Uh, my second rec, I promised I would stay away from the Netflix top 10. I know this pops in and out of the top 10. It is not a mainstay. Have you seen 60 Days In? I have not. I thought you were going to do uh, Operation Christmas Shop. No, no. <laughs> no, I have not seen 60 Days In. I promise I will not do. I Did no. you think I was going to do Dash and Lily? I wouldn't. Don't promise anything. No, I was going to say, I promise I won't do any more Netflix Christmas movies unless they drop a really good one. But I don't anticipate them doing that. So I will stay away from those. 60 days in is I hesitate to call it reality, but that is the genre that it is in. It's an A and E show from it premiered in 2016. And it is a show about seven normal people who have committed no crimes and they put these people in jail and they put them in jail to live with the inmates in these cell blocks and the point of the show is that it's kind of an offshoot of Cops. Um, I think it's a different production company, but remember um, Live PD? Have you heard about that show? I've, I've heard it. They I've follow Cops it. around live. So, like Cops? <laughs> yes, but but so but Live PD airs live. That's the point. Like, oh so, God, that's woo. What if there's like a shooting? Yeah, exactly. Live PD was canceled over the summer. Also, I know they were following them around in Spokane and there were some weird issues there. There's no, 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 no. There's no, it no. Can be live. There's it's, no it's way. A, There's some kind of oversight. Yes, it is a sort of tape delay in the way that I think, and God, okay, we're getting, this is going to be the longest episode we ever do. We're getting off track, but the, um, the, they follow, like they have like five at once, right? So they have Spokane live, they have Tulsa live, they have um, Austin, Texas live. And they're following these police departments. They'll do like three that are live at once. And they've got kind of a control room. Think about like March madness before we had every game fully live and you're switching back through all the games. That's you, you only had CBS. Remember those days? Yeah, yeah. Which again, we're just blessed to live in the time we do. Um, so, so you're not necessarily, maybe everything's on like a 10 minute tape delay or a five minute tape delay or even, even shorter, but just to make sure that you're not watching anyone get shot. But I know there were multiple issues. It, I do think I saw something about it being revived, but it was canceled, but it's the same exact production company hosts, like everything of live PD does 60 days in. And this show is like, I cannot tell you how insane it is in premise in the casting. What, 
is on Netflix right now is season five. So I think they either just pick random seasons and put them on. It's not, it's not all the seasons. You cannot watch one through five on Netflix. Um, like I said, five is on right now. I watched seasons one, two, and possibly three back when it was on, just like on cable. And at first it made sense because they put these people in a jail and again, they're like spies, right? So they're trying to figure out. Are these like, these like county jails or like prison prisons? It's jail, not prison. Okay. So it's short, uh, it's short stay, but some people are there for up to a year or more. People Um, like drunk tank or they have to do two weeks time. Yeah. Minimum security. Yeah. It's, it's typically more misdemeanor crimes but you could be in there um awaiting trial on a more serious crime you are typically short stay for a few months but you could be there for longer so there are drugs in these jails there are like things going on that the jail the you know the people who run the jail want to stop but they don't know how because they don't have the technology to like figure out how things are getting in so they put these people in jail as like spies to figure out how contraband is getting in or how the gang setup runs like who's part of what gangs and how they operate so again the show the first two seasons they put them in and they filmed the first two seasons before the first season aired because what happened after the show aired is that people in these jails know that 60 days in is a show so people who are in the jail oh wait whatever like just regular people that are in the jail are like Oh, are you one of those 60 days in plants? So like now everyone in every jail across America is trying to figure out who the plants are because you don't know what, what city you're it's in. To who? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the first two were in the best. I think the first two were in Illinois. I'm gonna be mad if that's wrong. But then the, the season five is in Arizona. So it's insane because these people are going in and you'll hear other inmates be like, he's a plant, he's a cop, 60 days in, like they reference the show. And if you are one of the participants who's just like in jail spying on people, that would be so nerve wracking. I mean, these people literally like they fight, they like you could completely get beat up and there's nothing the producers can do to help you because as far as everyone in there knows, you're just an inmate. So there's like minimal. It's like face off. I haven't seen that. Is that the Tom? I, I knew. Movie? I knew you hadn't seen Face I know. Off. Sorry. So anyway, it's it's just a, the the premise is insane, and also like if you think about the casting for it, the people who are like, I want to go to jail for sixty days, even though I've committed no crimes. The people who feel that way are we all are know cuckoo those for cocoa buffs. We all know those people. They 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 say they're a black belt in some kind of martial arts, but they're not. Yeah, those, those kind of people. And the show, I mean, the show has been pretty smart with, they've cast a lot of like former military people who they trust can handle themselves in a lot of situations, but at the same time, like it is just, it's completely insane. Um, you should watch at least a few episodes to really get the vibe because the first three episodes, they're kind of, it, they have to get people into the jail without all of the operatives like knowing. So they they like book them into the jail as if they really committed a crime. So the first three episodes, they kind of get into it. And then I think there's like 10 total in a season, but it's bananas. It's entertaining in like a car crash kind of way, but it is definitely um, worth a watch. If you're in the mood for some kind of like it's reality, but it's just so different than anything else out there. 60 days in. 
60 Days In on Netflix, season five. And right. you don't have to watch any of the first. It's obviously every season is its own crop of people. So you don't, you can just jump right in season five. Uh, my next one, you can jump right in as well. This is an absolute curveball. We're going to YouTube. If you just YouTube frontline PBS, I swear to God, you will not be disappointed. I went on a deep, dark, not dark, but a very deep frontline journey last week. Uh, they have everything from like frontline, the Amazon story, Jeff Bezos from like 1994 till now. And it's insane how he's taken over the world and continues to do so. There's one on Zuckerberg. There's one on Putin. There's one on McConnell, Mitch McConnell. There's one on... I mean, you name it, they've done a frontline episode and they're fascinating. And what's great about it is it's PBS. There's no commercials and it's just, it's so well done. A lot of people are turned or, turned off by PBS. Like some people just start falling asleep when they hear PBS. But if you like Ed Burns documentaries, this is much more exciting than Ed Burns documentaries. I'll tell you that. And it's great because <laughs> they'll interview like all sides. They'll interview Ann Coulter as a talking head. And then the next talking head will be like AOC. So you really get both sides of someone like Steve Bannon, for example. Like there's a lot of Steve Bannon talk on it. I don't mean to get overly political, but it's fascinating right now. Just YouTube frontline PBS and something will catch your interest. I promise you that. If it's not politics, it'll be, like I said, it'll be Zuckerberg and like the, the, the real story of the social network, the accidental billionaires. You're one of the only people I know who came out of this election cycle and was like, I just need more politics. We talked about this last week, but you really came out and you were like, give me more. And I think the other 300 million people in America came out and they were like, what love island season can i watch yeah no i yes and like i said i also feel i'm pretty pissed off that i wasn't watching the moment that they called it you know because so I, your... I, I had poured in 70 hours that week and then i take saturday morning off to watch a little college football and i was watching like penn state illinois some crap game and then my phone blows up and I go and it's too late. Wolf Blitzer already put up the full screen. And I was, and so I was like four more years, got to wait four more years. So I get the shot again. I watched 500 and 537 votes, by the way. Oh yeah. Which is very entertaining. It was basically like a music video for the first hour. I loved just the nineties vibes. That's, I will. I'm, that's Billy Corbin though. He's so good at that. Yeah, the, the filmmaking was incredible, especially because I had watched recently some documentaries that were not good. And then you watch a good documentary and you're like, oh yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. But I faded. I was big time looking at my phone person when when we got into the election part of it. I was like, I'm I'm fried on this. Like I'm just I'm done. Oh um, really? It well, I've just I just had my fill. And so again, we obviously came out of this on opposite ends of the spectrum with that. Um it gives but the documentary is good. I I recommend it. I just yeah. I faded out at that point. It gives you a good idea of the political makeup of Miami and why yeah. Cubans are so conservative or vote conservative, I should say. 
Yeah, it was it was a very interesting documentary. I 537 votes HBO, right? Showtime, HBO. HBO. HBO, yeah. I second your recommendation. I just like I said, I faded pretty fast when we got into um recounts and you, and all that. You, I will What once you got once you got past Elian? Elian? Yeah, once it was more just about what was happening in Florida. Um that's totally a moment that if we had Twitter during the Florida recount it would have been insane. Like the world would have just been spinning. If we had the current social media model, like Facebook, Twitter at that point, I would not have even, I can't imagine what it would have been like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I'm going the other way with mine. My last one. I'll keep it tight. You've probably seen this. It's from, gosh, I don't even know when it's from. Um, and it is watching a teacher reminded me of it and reminded me how much I enjoyed it. Did you watch Mrs. Fletcher on HBO? Um, oh, I, I was, I was brought back immediately to teaching Mrs. Tingle. What is Remember, that? Or education, Mrs. Tingle, teaching Mrs. Tingle. It was like a um, scandalous, sexy nineties, 1999 movie. I believe with uh, who's Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Katie Holmes, mm-hmm. Mrs. Tingle. Anyway, no, I haven't. I don't know. Miss Fletcher. Never heard of Oh, it. I think you would like it. Um, it is seven episodes, 30 minute each. So it's quick. Oh, wait a minute. Is this one where she gets into porn? Yeah. Okay. Is uh, it? Did you not like it? I, did, I didn't. I never started it because I knew the oh. premise was she's a she's a lonely single mom in her son goes off to college and she gets into she discovers her sexuality so so right? you have, is that it yes i think yeah. that's like the two sentence teaser for the show but it's just so much better than that so it's an unfair it's unfair to reduce it to that because it really is i think just enjoyable the porn part of it like yes that's part of it but it's just so much more about her she's empty nesting and she's single because her husband is off doing whatever her ex-husband is, um, you know, classic jerk, whatever. So yep. it's Catherine Hahn, who is like the best friend in everything. And this is her finally getting a starring role. I'm sure she's had a starring role before, but she was the best friend in how to lose a guy in 10 days. She's the one that fakes being a therapist. You will see her and be like, oh yeah, she's the best friend in everything. So she is Mrs. Fletcher and her, yeah, her son goes off to college. And so she's just kind of figuring out like what's next and what she's up to. And it's funny. It's awkward. It's a little bit a teacher vibes where there's like maybe some inappropriateness, maybe not. And yeah, like don't, you know, know that there's a little bit of porn, but it's not like a ton. And I think it's kind of like cheesy porn, if that makes any sense. Um, and it's really enjoyable and it's a quick watch. And again, I, I recommend it. Did you ever get into hung? Remember hung? No, we were, I was going to say we were too young. When was it on? We were kind of young. We were in high school and that's when HBO yeah. wasn't as accessible. Uh, you had to like watch it live. There wasn't any on demand, you know, it was, I think it came on after Sopranos for a while. If you don't know, hung is he's a divorced dad. He's like a substitute teacher down on his luck uh, and he's well endowed and he figures out that there's a market for uh, gigolos in his area and he takes advantage. It was all right. Yeah. 
I remember. It, I mean, it was just cool as a high schooler. I'd, I'd watch it if it was on because there was like sex and stuff, and that was sweet. Yeah, different times, right? Yeah. Different times. Again, yeah. it's. I feel like the theme of this episode is the internet has evolved uh, in many, many ways. So, yeah, I didn't watch it. Do you think that exists in HBO's library now? Not, not a march to madness, but you can get hung. I promise you can get hung if you can get real sex. You can get hung. Yeah. Hung wasn't, it's not like, it's not like porn folks. It was like a real dramedy. And that's, and that's, okay. So then we'll tie it back to Mrs. Fletcher. That's Mrs. Fletcher. It's not porn. It's a real dramedy. It Mm -hmm. just involves episodes of, of, yeah, yeah, but it's, it's less sex sex than you think. Um, It's not, it's, it's more about just like, again, her as a person and her development and like her her sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not just like naked people the whole time. So uh super enjoyable watch you know what's funny you're not the first person to say i would like that which is odd because this is like like a post-menopausal woman discovering sex or i don't why, what post-menopausal what? is that even a word post-menopausal no it, it is a word but i think that's, <laughs> i don't I, I think that's when you're older i just think it's well she's like 50 isn't she well no her kid's 18 so yeah, I don't know. Depending on when she had him, Catherine Hahn's probably like in her early forties. You know what? She's also in Transparent, and I feel like she has some sexy scenes in Transparent. Maybe. All right. My point yeah. is, it's odd that a couple of people thought that I would be into that a show with that premise. It made it scratched my head. Maybe it's a compliment that people think that I'm open minded in terms of postmenopausal women and their and their sexual journeys. But my point in recommending it is to say, even if on the surface you don't, it's like with Watchmen, right? On the surface, I don't like comic book shows. I don't like time traveling shows, but I probably would like the show. Mm -hmm. On the surface, you might not be like, hey, older woman discovers her sexuality. Like maybe that doesn't seem like it's for you, but you, I, I still think you would like the show because don't get caught up in the premise. The show is so much more complex and has so much more depth than that. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Any parting thoughts? No, I'm honestly, I got a couple of hours to kill. I'm going to knock out a couple more episodes of uh, crown. That's my I was, thought. I was going to ask you what episode are you on? How many, how many is it? 10? I think there's maybe 10, eight or 10. All right. I feel like we had a lot to cover this week. So yeah. uh, watch, uh, if you want to follow along the undoing and uh, what's the other one industry. industry. We'll talk about those next week and we'll talk about some more stuff too. All right. A lot of TV to go watch. Have fun. We'll see you next week. <laughs>